When's the last time you created something simply to create it? Not for a project, not because you needed to post something, not to market yourself, but for the creation's sake, for your sake. Today we're talking about the scarcity and sacredness of creation for creation's sake. I'm Lauren, your host and the founder and director of Doe Creative Collective. We're glad you're here. The key to unlocking a decent chunk of your creative communication is how you're communicating non-verbally, without words written or spoken. Your public behavior speaks volumes about who you are and what your brand is ultimately capable of. Now let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. While your personal brand is of value, this is not going to be one of those episodes that pushes you to constantly be representing your personal brand and be camera ready at every hour of the day. Quite the opposite, in fact. My goal here is to explain to you how crucial it is to remain authentic to why you started doing your work in the first place, because you are an artist. It's impossible to remove that from your being, so it should be apparent in your behavior. And sometimes being an artist is not as glamorous as it sounds, or creating art for the sake of creating art is another thing you have to put in your calendar or schedule out. I get it. A girl's got to eat. So how do you preserve that idea and continue to exercise your creativity without the pressure of a deadline or a project or a post or an audience? Here's how I've been striving to do it. There are three different things I try my best to pay attention to as I move through the month in regards to being creative and keeping the oil of my creative motors running. The first is fairly straightforward and literally anyone can do it. As I'm spending time scrolling on Instagram, either to avoid doing what I should be doing or to actually be interacting with my audience, oftentimes I'll see something that inspires me in some way. No matter what it is, no matter how minute a detail of the post it is, I always, always, always save it. It doesn't have to be organized into a folder. It just needs to be saved for future reference. Personally, my Instagram saved is one of the most chaotic corners of my mind. And that's just how I like it. Okay, so it goes to the Instagram saved folder to die. You'd think, but no. About once a week or so, maybe at the least once a month, I will go into my Instagram saved folder and just take a scroll, see what I've pocketed from weeks, months. I have posts saved from literally years ago. Right now, the oldest post that I have saved is from January 24th, 2017. And recently, I used inspiration from a post I had saved from around 2018. So as an exercise, I'll go into the saved folder and pick something. It could be a color palette, an outfit, a sound, an angle. Any little thing can be a jumping off point. And from there, That's the prompt for whatever you're creating, just because. More often than not, the finished piece I end out with looks very little to do with the inspiration I started with. And that's how I know that my exercise has gone well. Okay, so I did the exercise. I was creative 
just to be creative. What do I do with it now? Well, two answers to that. One, let's take a moment to realize that our compulsion for productivity as a result of the world we've grown up in has pushed us to think that something needs to be done with it beyond creation. Its value lies in the fact that you made it. Secondly, do with it whatever you learn is best for you to do with it. For me personally, something feels finished when I have set it free. And for me, setting a piece free means sharing it in some way. This does not mean that it has to go on social media. It could be given to a friend as a gift. It could be that I show my mom a photo of it. It could also be that it goes on my website and is sold later on as a product. As long as I'm giving it life and it doesn't sit in the bottom of my drawer hiding from the world, that's when it's finished. And that's for me. It could be very different for you. The entire point of pulling from your inspiration, whether you also use saved images on Instagram, Pinterest, a physical mood board, or otherwise, is to give you a menu of sorts of inspiration to choose from when you want to be creative and exercise your mind, making it super easy to give you a launch pad. The second thing I do to keep the little artist in my head happy and challenged is when I see something that I don't know how to do on my own. This is oftentimes a little less of the fun experimental and more of the lifelong learner sort of deal. I'll see something in a video on YouTube, uh, in a show that we're watching, or the way that somebody has styled something that didn't occur to me before and that I haven't been able to physically produce with my hands. So of course, it's a challenge. I spend a little time learning more about what it is I want to pull off, and then we give it a whirl. I've learned so many skills this way. A lot of them I use on a very consistent basis in my professional life. This could be anything from a new roller skating trick you see somebody perform online, hi Dorsa, a Photoshop technique you've never been able to do on your own. It could be a tutorial you come across, anything that you haven't done before or haven't learned how to do yet. This exercise forces you back to a square one of sorts, learning and refining your craft. And how do you know you're done with it? Well, when you do it, when you finish the task, it doesn't have to look good. It doesn't have to be done well, but you did it. And now you can incorporate it into work that you do in the future. And now you know with concrete evidence that you have produced growth. That's the real win here. The third way that I challenge myself to get my hands in creativity outside of my work is what I like to call the coloring book method. I, like so many of us, have been plagued with the idea that I can make anything into a job. So I will try to find something to do that is nearly impossible for me to market or sell. Essentially, forcing myself to be creative for creative sake. To spend time doing something simply to enjoy it. For me, a lot of times this is learning a new recipe or journaling to exercise writing or bringing my camera along with me to dinner and taking basic photos of what's going on in our life. The more personal and intimate this is to you, the better. If you don't know where to start, go buy a physical coloring book or a bucket of Play-Doh. The renewal of your artist's mind will thank you later. After this episode, I'm going to go over to our Instagram at Co and share some of the stuff that I've been creating simply for creation's sake. I'll open submissions for you to share yours as well. We're also going to be asking you guys to send in your questions. 
because this is the 10th episode of our first season of Say What You Mean, next episode will be a Q&A of sorts. We want to hear from you guys on your thoughts on previous episodes, questions you may have of what we've already talked about, or things we haven't talked about yet that you want to hear about. Stay tuned. Be sure to send in your questions, your inspiration for future episodes, and anything else you'd like us to hear. Until then, thanks for listening. A huge thank you to all of our Patreon supporters who make this podcast and all the other inner workings of Doe Creative possible. We couldn't be here without you, and we wouldn't want to. If you're interested in seeing what goes on behind the scenes of the Say What You Mean podcast, as well as everything else happening over at Doe Creative, be sure to sign up on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Co. You can join for as little as $3 a month. This gains you access to exclusive content, behind-the-scenes updates, early access to each podcast episode, as well as each issue to The Daily Doe, and lots more to come. More information on our Patreon and other ways to support Doe Creative can be found on our website at www.doecreative.co. We'll see you there.